Do you know how every time you read a detective story, you always end up racing through the book? Most of us do it for one single reason. We just can't stand the idea of not knowing the answer to the question, who did it? Well, today, we're going to tell you about one question, one mystery that we've been obsessing about for weeks. Imagine this scenario. You're scrolling down your newsfeed on Facebook. You spot an advert telling you to do something very political. Write to your member of parliament. We voted to take back control of our money and our borders. And you think, where's this come from? And crucially, why am I seeing it? You summon your inner Sherlock Holmes. You try to find out who placed the advert you're looking at, and you find a name, Mainstream Network. We don't know if this is a hostile foreign government. We don't know if this is a shadowy billionaire. We have no idea who these people are. So you go on their website, and you're none the wiser. No names, no contact details, nothing. Well, somebody must know. <laughs> somebody must know who they are. Surely, you're not the only person seeing this ad. And then it hits you. Whoever's prompting you to take action doesn't want you to know who they are. But why? What could they possibly have to hide? I'm Mike Wendling, and you're listening to the BBC Trending Podcast, where we take an investigative look at the world of social media. And with me is our reporter, Marco Silva. And this week, we're trying to solve the mystery surrounding an anonymous website called Mainstream Network. It's said to have spent hundreds of thousands of US dollars in social media adverts back in the UK's decision to leave the European Union or Brexit. But here's the deal. No one really knows who they are, where their money is coming from or why they're doing this. Now, this case has politicians here in the UK scratching their heads. But it's raised some really big questions that are applicable around the world, right? Because in case after case, we have heard about social media interference in electoral systems. We've seen this in the US in 2016. We've seen it in Germany, France and other countries all around the world. I suppose those are questions that we're going to be asking for many, many years to come. So stay with us as uh, we try and crack the mystery of mainstream network. How are you? I'm good. Very nice to meet you. Nearly made it to the front of the queue. Good, 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 good. This is Martin Hamilton. I've asked him to come and meet me at the BBC studios in central London. His job involves thinking about how technology can be better used in education. He lives in Loughborough, a town here in England, and our story starts with him. I was browsing on Instagram. And all of a sudden, Martin spotted a rather unusual advert. It looked like a news article, but the actual content of the ad was a message to my local MP, Nicky Porkin, and the advert said, Tell Nicky to respect Loughborough's Brexit vote. The advert had been placed by someone called Mainstream Network. And when Martin clicked on it, it took him to their website, a rather bland page with a big, bold red and black logo. 
There were no clues there about who exactly ran the website, but Martin was being invited to send an already pre-drafted email to his Member of Parliament. Dear Nicky Morgan, your constituents voted to leave the EU, and essentially it said, get on with it and don't betray us. You see, mainstream network is quite uncompromising in the way it approaches Brexit. There's no doubt they back the UK's decision to leave the European Union, but they're very critical about the way in which the British government has gone about it, favouring instead what's often been described in the media as a hard Brexit, one that involves very little compromise with the European Union. A Brexit at any cost. So here we have a completely random, seemingly anonymous website called Mainstream Network, paying for social media adverts with one goal. To encourage people like Martin to put pressure on politicians while Brexit negotiations are going on. A bit creepy, right? That's what Martin thought. I was stood in my front room as as the sun was setting and people were starting to switch their lights on. So all, all around my street, lights were going on and I was looking around at the lights coming on in people's houses and thinking, well, you know, how many of the people, how many of my close neighbours, how many of my friends had also seen these adverts? And as it turns out, it was a whole lot of people. But more on that in a minute. For now, let's just sum up what we do know about Mainstream Network. We know that, for a year now, they've been running a page that in many ways looks like a standard news website. It's got headlines, uh, big photos, a stream of posts about business, technology, politics, mostly poor copies of press releases and news articles already on the internet. And they all feed into the conversation around Brexit. We also know that mainstream network shares their posts on Facebook and Twitter. At one point, even on Instagram. But nowhere, and I repeat, nowhere, can you find any details about the people running their operation. Hello, Hello I'm here to see Mike Harris from 89up. This is Marco Silva from the BBC. Thank you. Mike is a key character in our story. He's the man in charge of a communications agency called 89up that has campaigned against Brexit. Okay. Hi. Hello, how are you? Not too bad, and yourself? Yeah, very good, very good. Thank you. I came to meet Mike at his office in North London. 89up is based in what seems to be an old warehouse, now turned into the cool kind of office that you might expect to see in Silicon Valley. On the walls, posters for human rights documentaries they were involved in. On the shelves, books about politics. A small sign saying, we love the European Union. Not too far from a toilet paper roll stamped with a face of Russian President Vladimir Putin. And yes, the occasional heavy metal track blaring through the speakers. Yeah, it's really loud. <laughs> Sorry. No, that's absolutely fine. I first became aware of Mike when 89up gave evidence to a parliamentary committee here in UK that is trying to figure out how much of a threat fake news is to democracy. And the reason why this evidence matters to our story? Well, it's all about mainstream network. Mainstream network has deliberately done everything it can 
so that we don't know who's behind this organisation. We don't know if this is a hostile foreign government. We don't know if this is a shadowy billionaire overseas who wants to keep their profile closed but wants to influence public opinion. We have no idea who these people are. But here's what 89up does know. In less than a year, Mainstream Network ran more than 70 separate Facebook adverts, spending more than a quarter of a million British pounds in the process. That's more than 300,000 US dollars in Facebook adverts. Let that sink in just for a moment. And all of those adverts, in one way or another, told people to write to their members of parliament, mostly conservative, we believe, and put pressure on them to go through with Brexit, with no compromises with the European Union, whatever the cost. Our estimate is that potentially 10 million people saw these adverts. And so in a public debate around Brexit, which is highly polarised, where a few percentage points change in public opinion could actually lead to a tangible outcome in what happens in these negotiations, it's really relevant. And actually, yeah, fine. If we, you know, Fine, you might say, oh, it's only a quarter of a million pounds, it's only 10 million people this time. Well, what is it next time? Marco, that sounds potentially quite sinister. But I have to say, I'm thinking here that because 89up is very political, they have a poster on the wall that says, we love the European Union. I mean, could it be that they're just kicking up a fuss because they really, really don't like the idea of the UK leaving the EU? I suppose that's a a fair point to make. And it's definitely one that I also had to put to Mike. Well, we've made no secret of the fact that as an organisation that we've worked with pro European Union groups, we're hostile to Euroscepticism. But if I had any evidence whatsoever that the Remain in the European Union groups had worked with the Russian government or worked with a foreign, a hostile foreign state, I'd be the first person to make this public. Just to be crystal clear, there's no evidence connecting any foreign state, shadowy billionaire or political party to mainstream networks operation. We simply don't know who the mastermind behind it is. But in a moment, we'll hear from someone who might just know the answer. I think you can safely say that from the moment you start dreaming about your work at night in the way I was, then you're no longer just busy with a story. You're obsessing about it. And it's really been a bit of an uphill struggle. At first, I tried emailing Mainstream Network a couple of questions. It didn't work, so I tried tweeting them. Nothing either. I tried Facebook Messenger. And still, no answer. But I can tell you this, having gone through every single inch of their website, I can say with confidence they've done a fine job hiding their tracks. But surely, if mainstream network bought adverts on social media, and we know that they bought adverts on Facebook, um, the company itself should be able to solve this mystery. Well, I wish it was that simple. In the old days, which weren't that long ago, digital ads were effective, but they were kind of a cloud floating around with very little accountability. What you heard there is part of a promotional video Facebook released in October, explaining what the company's been doing to make political advertising on its platform more transparent. They've been under pressure to do that ever since it became clear their advertising system could be exploited for political gain. 
The most notable example of that, of course, involved data analytics firm Cambridge Analytica. They were accused of using the data of millions of Facebook users to send off highly targeted political adverts in the US. So in light of this, how is Facebook trying to make amends? Well, they're bringing into the UK a number of tools and policy changes that have already been rolled out in the US and in Brazil. Let's just go back to that Facebook video. Ads related to politics or issues of national importance will actually look different. They'll have information about who paid for them. That's Sarah Clark Schiff, product manager at Facebook. And as she says there, Facebook's new policy is clear. All political ads in the UK will need to carry a disclaimer telling people who paid for them in the first place. But there's more. Every single advertiser behind those ads was actually required to go through an authorizations process, which means they provided valid ID credentials, they demonstrated proof of residency, and they turned on two-factor authentication to protect the security of their account. In other words, unless you prove who you are and where you're based, you won't be able to place a political advert on Facebook, at least in theory. And similarly to what they already did in the US and in Brazil, Facebook has created an online library, a digital archive of sorts, of all UK political adverts placed on their platform. Okay, Marco, so... Connect the dots for us. What does all this have to do with mainstream network? Bear with me. I promise you this will all make sense in a minute. As I mentioned earlier, ever since the Cambridge Analytical scandal broke, uh, Facebook has been under quite a lot of pressure from politicians all around the world. Here in the UK specifically, Parliament has been trying to question Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg. But he turned down their invitations not once, twice. They were having none of it, so they put together an international grand committee. Sounds rather grandiose. Yeah, it makes you think of wizards with pointy hats, doesn't it? But uh, what we're really talking about here is a group of politicians from nine different countries, all of them wanting to get answers from Facebook. And earlier this week, they finally had a shot at it. Or did they? I'd like to welcome Lord Allen uh, from Facebook to give evidence for us today. As, as you can see, we were still rather hoping your boss might make a surprise appearance, but uh, uh, nevertheless, we're grateful to have you with us. We'll wait for the bell to stop. Yes, Mark Zuckerberg was still a no-show. But in his place, Facebook sent Richard Allen. He's their vice president of policy solutions and a former British politician. If you watch the footage that you just heard there, you'll see that he's sitting, with perhaps some unease, next to an empty chair and a name card saying Mark Zuckerberg. For almost three hours, Richard Allen was pounded with questions. But there's one topic we need to zoom in on. Final uh, set of questions. Um, the mainstream network. Yes. Um, you must have seen... Uh... That's British MP Paul Farrelly. He was curious about the fact that after months of intense advertising, mainstream network no longer seems to be running any ads on Facebook. He wanted to know whether this was Facebook's doing. As of this week, any organisation that wants to run ads like that will have to authorise. We will collect their identifying information. They'll have to put on an accurate disclaimer. Their ads will go in the archive. 
Um, but the deterrent effect seems to be working in, in that this organization, once there was press attention and once we brought the new tools in, mm-hmm. have stopped their advertising activity. So can I ask you... Um... Right, right, right. Let me break that down for you. What Facebook is saying here is mainstream network have gone silent because their advertising campaigns were exposed in the media and because Facebook brought in new shiny tools to make political advertising more transparent. But it still doesn't give us any clues as to who's calling the shots at mainstream network. Do you know who's behind it? Um, I don't personally know who's behind it. No, no, does Facebook know who's behind Uh, it? um, We would know whose Facebook account it was. uh, And if there were an investigation uh, by an entity that... um, legally can require information, we provide information in line with the normal Okay, my final procedure. question. So, Facebook does know whose account created a mainstream network page and who paid for all the adverts. We asked them more than once to share any details with us, and they refused to do it on privacy grounds, preferring to tell us instead about their brand new tools to deal with political adverts. They say they're committed to transparency, but it would seem that this doesn't apply to former clients, including mainstream network. And because adverts were also run On Twitter, on Instagram, we decided to approach both companies as well. They declined our request for any details on the adverts mainstream network ran. I'm Rowena Fielding, and I'm a professional data protection nerd (laughs) and enthusiast. I invited Rowena into our studios because she really knows her stuff when it comes to data protection laws here in the UK. Sounds a bit boring, I know, bear with me. But her enthusiasm is rather contagious. Which is, if you're interested in Article 9 of the GDPR, (laughs) it's very sad that I know that off by heart, (laughs) having looked at this list. So here's the deal. Facebook says it will only spill the beans, as it were, if it receives a formal request from the authorities. UK authorities, on the other hand, will only take an interest in mainstream network if there's any hint of criminal activity. Now, Placing a political advert on Facebook is 100% not a crime. But as it turns out, mainstream network may have breached data protection regulations. They seem to have collected the email addresses of all the people who clicked on their adverts and emailed their MPs. They did that without people's consent, without telling people what they plan to do with their addresses. There is no explanation of how or why they wanted this information or what they were going to use it for. So it would appear that they haven't met the transparency principle. Which is required by laws and regulations in the European Union. So if Rowena's right, the UK's data protection watchdog, also known as the Information Commissioner's Office, will be the one taking the lead on any investigation. They've confirmed to us they are looking into whether or not there was any wrongdoing by mainstream network. But yet, I still wonder, if that were to be the case, would they really, really have the muscle to actually do something about it, to force mainstream network to put their cards on the table? Their enforcement division do already collaborate with law enforcement authorities to do investigations. But where there isn't actually a criminal offence committed, I'm not entirely sure how they would get to the bottom of it. But I'm, I'm certain they could have a jolly good go if they put their minds to it. But there's still a chance then that uh, we'll simply never know who mainstream network are and that uh, they would never face any backlash from 
British authorities? Well, somebody must know. <laughs> somebody must know who they are. Somebody must know. It's not good enough, is it? I spent the last month trying to get to the bottom of this mystery. I spoke to Brexit campaigners, bloggers. No one seems to have heard of mainstream network. I physically went knocking on a couple of doors looking for answers and uh, still ended up having rather awkward conversations through the intercom. Because we actually have a source that uh, has led us to you. We've been trying to figure out this mystery. And also... I looked at every single piece of content on the mainstream network website. I consulted cybersecurity experts, internet developers. I spoke to politicians, to social media experts. I even jumped on a train to travel halfway across the country when I thought I had come across my biggest lead yet. I really, really thought that was it. But for now, all that we're left with are questions, really important questions that his case has raised. How ready are social media companies to deal with the challenges that come with having people running political ads on their platforms? And can we trust politicians not to use those platforms in a manner that compromises the very foundations of, of our democracies? The mystery of mainstream network arose against the backdrop of Brexit and of British politics, but it could just as easily taken place in any other country around the world. And the sooner we accept that, the better prepared we'll be the next time an inconspicuous political ad pops up on our social media feeds. And that's it for this edition of the BBC Trending Podcast. I'm Mike Wendling. And I'm Marco Silva. Our sound engineer was James Beard. Big thanks to Edward Main for all the help with our investigation. And if you like what you heard, you know what to do. Leave us a rating or a review or even both. It'll only take you a second and it really, really, really does help people find the show. And if you like this podcast, here's another one you might want to subscribe to. Hi, this is Kavita. I'm one of the hosts of the Inquiry podcast from the BBC World Service. Every week we go looking for an answer to a single question. Sometimes it's about a subject that's been in the news. Sometimes it's about a surprising story or trend. Then we get four expert witnesses to tell us what they know or think, and we come up with an answer. So far, we've covered subjects as diverse as what would war with North Korea look like? With their reserve forces of some six million, I think they're the fourth largest army in the world. How long can we live? People who are born after 1981, I believe they have a good shot at lifespan of 135 years. And even, why can't we stop looking at our phones? It's like taking the natural formula for what is compelling and addicting and just intensifying that. So before you stop looking at yours, have a listen to The Inquiry. And if you like what you hear, please do subscribe. And that's all from us. The BBC Training Podcast will be back in your feed next week. See you then.